Today, Bob and I are talking to a former guest of Hilton Head Health, Bella Montgomery. She was here this year from January to June for six months, um, which is longer than the average guest stays at Hilton Head Health. The average stay at Hilton Head Health is a 10-day stay. Um, Our Lose Well program is a four-week program, and she decided to stay for six months in the Lose Well program. Um, so she has a unique perspective on Hilton Head Health experience, um, and she's also had a very transformative one. She's been home now for a few months, and we're very excited to hear from her today um, because she just has this contagious energy about her, and um, I'm excited for all of you listeners to hear the story that she has to share with us. So uh, I hope you enjoy this this week's episode. <laughs> Health Talk Radio, brought to you by Hilton Head Health. Good morning. Good morning, Bella. Hello, Bella. <laughs> Hi, you guys. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? <laughs> we miss you. Very good. Yeah. Oh, don't you make me cry, David. Don't you even. <laughs> he can do that. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a proud talent. <laughs> huh? I said... I. I I said it's a proud talent to make people cry <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank uh, you, thank you for uh, for joining us today for for doing this this podcast. Where it, it's so awesome of you to take time out of your day to do that. I know it's early over there. Oh yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem at all. I I got up early and I had a cup of coffee and had a little bit of yogurt and now I'm like. <laughs> I'm waking up. <laughs> Ready for your day. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So cool. Well, maybe, I think well, if you're all right with it, we'll just jump right into the questions then. Yeah, no problem. Let's do it. Awesome. So the first one uh, that we have for you is uh, we'd like to hear just a little bit about your health journey and what triggered you to take action and how you found Hilton Head Health. Okay. Um. Well, it was kind of an a, a accumulation of things. Uh, one thing is I, I work as a nanny, and so um, every day I have to do a lot of physical activity, and, you know, um, especially the younger children have to pick them up. And uh, before I came to age three, I was working at my previous nanny job, and it was so upsetting to me because I came to this realization that every day I was going to work and I was exhausted. And the little girl I was taking care of, she she kept asking me all the time, oh, Bella, can can we go to the park? Can we we go to the OMSI? Can we, um, you know, go do these exciting, fun, interesting things? And, um, And I... I didn't want to do them. I I mean, I did, but I just felt so tired that I didn't want to do them. And, um, and I would, I remember going home and thinking to myself, this just isn't right. (laughs) This, this isn't right for me. I, I felt, it felt wrong to not be able to do my job the way I was supposed to. Um, and then as time went on and, and things got worse for me, um, uh, I do remember at one point, uh, actually more than one point, my mom 
you know, pulled me to the side and, and wanted to talk to me and said, I'm worried about you. I, I don't think you're healthy. I don't think you're living the life you want to live. And I think that if you keep going down this road, you're going to die. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to get diabetes. You're going to, you're going to have a lot of problems in your life that you don't want to have. Um, but of course, you know, <laughs> uh, like a lot of people, you don't want to listen to your mom. So <laughs> uh, I kind of ignored her, but it, it still stuck with me. And it hurt that she said that, but it rang true. And then I think the final kind of drop of the hat moment is I remember there was one day I was, um, I was walking up the stairs and it, 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 in my house. And it was just one little flight of stairs. And I got to the top. And and it was just a normal day. I was trying to clean the house. And I got to the top of the stairs. And I was out of breath. I just wanted to sit down <laughs> and, and give up and not clean the house. And I had just started. And I sat there and I thought to myself and I went, I can't do this anymore. I cannot, I cannot be this way anymore. Um, and I don't want to. Um, and, and that it really clicked for me that, uh, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know what I had to do or to what extremes I'd have to go, but I, I wasn't going to be that way anymore. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like there were a series of events. Some of it was, you know, working as a nanny. Some of it was walking up as, as a flight of stairs and just not having the energy to do these things. But also the conversation you had with your mom, although it, you didn't like it, <clears throat> left a really huge impact on you. It did. And it really, it brought things home for me to hear an outside perspective. And while I think in some ways it, it hurt a little bit, I think it was an important hurt because it brought attention. It brought my attention to things that I wasn't really thinking of. Um, uh, I think a lot of uh, people tend to kind of live in the moment and think about the here and now, and it's easy to compartmentalize and ignore things. Um, and my mom coming to me and pointing out the, the bigger picture, you know, like, yeah, you're fine right now, ex except for being overweight and tired, but what's going to happen a year from now, two years from now, if you keep acting this way and behaving this way and not exercising or, or eating healthy? <laughs> and um, that's a scary thought. That's a really scary thought to think, wow, you know, I could end up sick I could end up in a bed and not get out of it so what did the conversation look like with your with your mom when you did change your mind about taking action uh, <laughs> uh she cried uh, I felt embarrassed um I I'll, I'll be willing to admit um because of the frame of mind I was in at the time it, it felt embarrassing to have to admit that I needed help. I didn't want to admit it, but um, 
when I, I went to my mom and I said, look, you know, I, I, th I think you're right. I, I need help with this. I need, I need to, to take care of this. I want to be healthy. And, um, and she started crying and <laughs> she hugged me so hard and she's like, I don't care what we have to do. We're, we're going to do it. And, um, that support and that love really helped me get over this feeling of shame at, at needing needing help in the first place. Um, and, you know, now that I look back on it, I realize, you know, everybody needs help once in a while. There's, there's nothing embarrassing or wrong about that, I think. Uh, I think it's the right thing to do. If you need help, you ask for it. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is that's really uh, kind of I think important and interesting about that is that a it was it was hard for both of you. It was hard for your mom to mm -hmm. kind of bring those things up, and it was hard for you to hear them. Uh, but that kind of got the wheel spinning a little bit, and and then also the kind of hearing you say how you felt at the end of that one uh, set of stairs. It didn't seem like that big of a deal, but it all brought it to a head and. And that's kind of an interesting thing, too, that sometimes these things percolate for a long time, and then all of a sudden, something that seems relatively insignificant is kind of the head of it. It's like what's been mm -hmm. referred to as like the triggering event. Um, and so uh, congratulations to both of you and your mom for you know, kind of working through that process and taking, that, taking action. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, I sometimes marvel at it because I think there's, there's been several moments where people have asked me uh, what was it that made you realize you needed to change and I think it's, it's always a little hard to, to answer that question. I think, I think for everybody it's a little bit different what it is that makes them realize they need to change. But um, I, I guess for me, it was an accumulation of those events, but it was also, um, I, I think I had just hit my line, my hard line in the sand where I thought to myself, I, I just cannot go further than this. I refuse to go further than this. Um, and, and that's just my personality speaking through, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that, that sort of personality, although... Uh, can make it challenging to accept, you know, the fact that you needed help can be the very same thing that can help you kind of pursue and push through the challenges you're going to be facing as you kind of go through this. So, uh, you mm -hmm. know, it can kind of work both ways, and it sounds to me like it's working the positive way right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I, I, uh, oh. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, I remember talking on the phone with you and your parents about the possibility of coming here, and I remember it was a, it was a decision that took a little bit of time because it was going to be a big commitment. I believe, mm -hmm. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but initially you were planning a three-month stay. That's true, actually. Um, it's so funny you mentioned that, David. I remember that conversation we had with you and how nervous I was. I remember. <laughs> but it, I just, I, I had such a hard, I think the big part was even three months seemed like such a long stay. 
and I was trying to get an idea of what the place was like and um, uh, whether I was going to get the food I want to eat, whether it was going to be comfortable. And um, now I kind of look back on it and laugh because <laughs> it was no big deal at all. It really wasn't. We ended up staying twice the length, and you were still... You still wish you could have stayed longer. I remember you were, you were sad to leave, but also ready. It was sad to leave. Yeah. yeah. So, so once you did arrive, how long did it take for you to start to feel comfortable here? Um, honestly, uh, there there are two levels to that because um, on a on like a a social level, uh. I felt comfortable right away. Uh, I remember from the minute I walked through the front doors, everyone was so nice. But it wasn't the kind of nice that felt fake, like people were just doing it just to do it. People genuinely made me feel welcome and tried to remember my name and walked up and said hello and introduced themselves. And... um, and that wasn't just the staff. That was um, that was the actual guests as well. Uh, I was I was really nervous, and we had just finished the tour, and we walked into the dining room, and I was going to have my first meal there, and my mom was going to eat dinner with me there before she left me for you know three months, soon to be six months, and I remember I was just I was so nervous, and everyone. It was just a sea of strangers. And um, all of a sudden, this woman walked up to me and said in this wonderful southern accent, she said, hi, hello, are, are you Bella? And I said, yes. And I was shocked that she knew my name. And, and she said, well, I'm, I'm Betty, and I believe I am in your program. And don't you worry. Don't be nervous. I'll be there for you. It's going to be great. You're going to have a wonderful time. Feel free to come sit with me anytime you like. And and it, it, it was a constant. Every day I felt like people went out of their way to be kind to me. And that made it all the easier for me to, to not feel so lonely when I went there. Um, that's something that H3 provides. It's just it's a really unique environment where you feel accepted immediately. Um, now, on, on the second level of things, I would say <laughs> when it came to the exercise and learning to be comfortable with that, it took a little bit longer. It, it was very hard work. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I would say ab- about a month is what it took for me. Um, and it could be different for, for other people, but within a month, I felt like I had the routine down. I knew pretty much everyone there and, um, I felt very comfortable, uh, at age three. So one of the things that I, that I think is kind of cool to hear is that, you know, we, as a staff try to create, you know, a supportive an environment as possible and, you know, want people to feel welcomed, and and you know that that's kind of our responsibility, and not only you know professionally but personally. But but I do think one of the things that's really unique about this environment are the other guests and the support that 
that they provide, uh, and it's kind of neat to hear that, that that showed up very, very quickly when you got here. And, you know, we all know Betty, uh, and interesting that, you know, uh, it also demonstrates that age isn't really necessarily a factor, that, that uh, everyone's sort of in this thing together. Absolutely, and um, Betty was a, a really big inspiration for me, I have to say. Um, she ended up being in the same program with me, the Lose Well program, and um, I, I can't tell you how many times, every day I would come in and I felt tired and exhausted and I didn't know how I was going to keep doing the program, and then I would see her on the new step just working her hardest and going so fast on that machine. And I would think to myself, this woman is double, no, triple my age. <laughs> and, and a couple more. <laughs> coming in here. <laughs> exactly. If she is coming in here and working her hardest and she's still got that sassy smile on her face, I am not giving up. I am going to keep going. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, so through all that, through your, you ended up extending to six months. Uh -huh. After one month, you felt comfortable, but for the entire duration of your six months, looking back, what do you think was the most helpful part of your stay, and also the most challenging part of your stay? Okay. Um. Well, it's kind of hard to choose. But I'd say it's between learning about calorie counting and the people. Um, I can't tell you how thankful I am that I have a decent grasp on calorie counting now. It's made my meal preparation at home so much more healthy. But then again, something that unique that H3 gave me was the environment and people. Um, it was really helpful to wake up and be surrounded by such positivity and it made it a lot easier for me to push myself when I felt like I had people urging me from the sidelines. And um, those are both, oddly enough, things that I've taken home with me. Um, every day I try to uh, calorie count and plan out my meals in a way that reminds me a lot of the, the H3 uh, menu. And... Um, and I actually, believe it or not, have little cheerleaders in my head <laughs> um, when, I, when I'm here. Uh, I, I try to go to the gym every day, and I'm not going to lie. There are some days where I don't want to go, and I lay in bed, and I think, oh, do I really have to go today? I'm sore, and I have all this stuff to do. And then I have a, a, a little trainer, my trainer, Chris, in my head saying, Bella, you better go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded just like her. And, and I, I imagine her shaking her finger. I actually have a picture that I printed out of her, of her giving me one of her, her friendly but dirty looks and shaking her finger at me. And, uh, and I look at it and I go, okay, Chris. Okay, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> That's awesome. You have a printed picture. Does Chris know that? Did you tell her? Yeah. I, I, I mentioned I had a picture of her, but I didn't tell her I printed it out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that talk about motivation right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's keeping an eye on me. <laughs> That's awesome. So then what um, was... 
the most challenging part of your stay? Uh, the, the hardest part of my stay was the first month. And there were so many days where I got out of bed and thought, this is it. <laughs> this is the day I throw in the towel and give up. Um, my body was sore and aching, but honestly, it wasn't that bad. What really had me struggling was my own mind. Um, learning to grapple with my own doubts about myself and learning to view myself in a kinder and more loving way. Um, it's surprisingly easy to be cruel to yourself. And uh, it took a while for me to learn that wasn't healthy and it wasn't going to help me be healthy. Um, just being in the H3 environment uh, around people who were positive uh, helped me kind of change that around. But my first month, I remember that there were a lot of days where I was pretty negative about myself. Uh, and I had to work very hard at purposefully rewiring the way I thought about myself and the way I viewed my achievements and uh, measured my success. So that's really interesting um, to, to identify that you had to do it. And then, and then it sounds like you came up with a plan to, to actually do that. So what, what was your plan to rewire what what did you do to begin to change the way you think about yourself because I think that's a real challenging yeah. and key thing to sort of recognize and, and focus on well I think the the there was a lot of different aspects that came into play with that but if I could narrow it down to one thing specifically um I remember it was, oh, I think my second week at age three, um, and I, I had lost three pounds, and uh, I, I, in the grand scheme of things, three pounds, now that I, I'm more experienced, is a great number to lose in a week. That's a fantastic number, but um, I was fresh to, to the whole weight loss scheme, and uh, last, the previous week, I had lost five pounds. So to me, three pounds sounded like nothing, like it wasn't enough. And I was sitting in the morning, I was sitting there beating myself up and thinking, oh, you know, I, I thought I worked hard. I guess I didn't work hard enough. But I, I can't believe I didn't lose that weight. And... Um, and all of a sudden, it, it, something clicked in my mind, and I thought, why am I beating myself up over this? Did you exercise every day? Yeah, I did. I did exercise every day. Did you eat healthy? Did you count your calories? Yeah, I did. So did you, was any of that in your control? Um, yeah, and I, I realized that um, me beating myself up over whether I lost five pounds or three pounds wasn't really going to help me at all. In fact, it was just making me feel worse, and it wasn't going to change the fact that I'd lost three pounds that week. So I'd lost three pounds. 
that's good. At least it was, at least it was something. And, um, and so I, I immediately thought next, well, I can't change that, but what can I do right now? What can I do right now that's positive, that makes me feel good about myself, um, and will, will encourage me to keep going? Because clearly, you know, beating myself up about it isn't going to do that. Um, and right after that, I, I went into my morning cardio workout, and I hopped on the treadmill, and we were doing a, an indoor timed mile. And I said to myself, Bella, you are going to walk a bit faster today. Not a lot. You're not going to kill yourself, but you are going to beat that time on that treadmill. And I turned up the speed a bit uh, faster than I had before, and I sped walk as fast as I could, and I ended up shaving a minute off of my time. And at the end of it, you know, it might, it might not have been a lot in the grand scheme of things, but to me, it, it meant the world because all of a sudden I, I sat there and I went, this, this is how I want to measure my success. This is what I want to think about when um, I'm having a hard time or I, I feel like I haven't lost enough weight. This is more important than the weight. Because I I wouldn't have been able to have done that before, and I just did it. Um, I try really hard to think about those positive moments um, and focus on them and finding positive challenges, things that I can achieve that at the end of them I feel good about myself. There's there are memories I can hold on to when I'm not feeling as positive as I should be. Well, I just got goosebumps <laughs> because I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it quite as well as you've just said it. Cause I, I think that almost everybody, um, especially those who are here for a, you know, extended period of time have those weeks where they just didn't get what they thought they deserved. And, and it, it it's so challenging to kind of get yourself out of that mindset. And, and what you did is did that by focusing on the positive things that you can control. And uh, I'm not sure how we can uh, make sure that people hear that, but that's a really important message because it's one thing coming from us saying, Oh, come on, focus on the positive. But uh, the way you just said that, that, that is the message that, that we try to communicate. Absolutely. And I, I think that's um, part of why it worked out for me the way it did is, um, you know, when I was thinking that to myself, I, I remember there, there was an echo of Chris and Casey in the background because by that point, you know, I had two weeks of, you know, every day them telling me, you can do it, Bella. You, you're stronger than you think you are. You, you can get through this. And, and not just that, but so their positive words, them encouraging me on, and then also having my fellow Lose Well uh, friends, Frank and Betty at the time, who had been there longer than I had been there and were, you know, heavier than I was, older than I was, 
but they were they were working harder than I was, or, or at least their intensity was a lot higher. And I thought to myself, well, they weren't always as good as they are in this moment. So clearly, I, I can do it too. And when you start thinking, I can do it too, um, it's just it's it's another step in the right direction. Um, and I think all of that kind of compiled to help me get to that point where when I was sitting there beating myself up, all of a sudden being mean to myself suddenly seemed very, very silly. (laughs) It sounds like it was just a, the perfect, the perfect, uh, ingredients were all there. You, you had the right type of support. You had the right type of trigger, the right type of mindset that reminded you to just take a step back and be grateful for what the, the things that you do have control over and the things that are going well. And like yeah. Bob said, the fact that you were able to do that for yourself is is amazing because that's something that we, we, we wish that could happen to everybody. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, I, I'm... <laughs> I, I gotta say, I'm really thankful for it in the grand scheme of things. But, um, I, I am so happy that things turned out the way they did. Um, my life is changed because of it. <laughs> the way I think is completely changed because of it. Um, I, I am a much happier person loving myself and thinking in a positive way. Um, I I forget who it was I talked to about this, but I remember there was a guest at one point who came and uh, was with us, you know, for a month at age three. And um, she she was a wonderful person, but she tended to be very negative. And, um, and she asked me, Bella, how, how is it you can be so positive all the time? <laughs> Uh, and I think what it was I said to her was, well, you know, bad things are going to happen no matter what, okay? that That's just life. And I, I've realized that. I, I've accepted it. There's going to be hard days here. There's going to be days where I normally can do, let's say, 15 push-ups and I only do 10. There's going to be days where I want to give up or something bad happens that makes me feel terrible. But the only thing you can really decide at the end of the day, regardless of those negative bad things, is how you're going to react. Are you going to be negative and upset about it, or are you going to be positive and take action? Do things in your life that... um, lift you above the negativity. Um, and I made the decision at age three that that is what I want to be. I don't want to be someone who lets these negative things ruin my life. I want to be a positive person who rises above them. So one of the other things that's really interesting is that you you came up up with this realization while you're here. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I've always said is that one of the best things about H3 is that it gets you, gets you outside of your home environment, which allows you to focus 
but one of the challenges is that it, you know, it gets you outside your home environment, and 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 there's a level of comfort and support uh, here that, you know, I'm sure can't be completely um, duplicated at home. And so, what I'm really encouraged to hear is that, you know, you still have that. You've been home now for a while, and you've had to deal with the real world and some of the challenges. And I and I still hear that that kind of optimism and uh, that that sense of that I'm, I'm moving forward, even though there may be some challenges. So how did that transition go? Well, let's see here. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I would say coming home has been strange, but positive. Uh, I, I definitely had moments where it, it felt weird, like um in the sense that at age three, every moment of my life is scheduled. <laughs> and being back home, all of a sudden, I have all this free time <laughs> that I don't know what to do with and all this energy. Um, but I think that's been a good thing because um, coming home, all this free time has suddenly meant that now, now I, I go oh, what am I going to do today? How am I going to plan out my day? And um, and I, I actually try to schedule it almost like I've got a schedule at age three. Um, I think the funniest thing was the first thing I did when I got back home was the very next morning, and, and I mean the very next morning, I woke up, I had breakfast, I showered, I got ready for the day, and I went outside, and I immediately spent an hour and a half cleaning my car. I vacuumed it, I scrubbed the interior, I washed the outside, I I, I even cleaned the tires. And um, that might not sound like much, but when I finished, I I probably looked crazy, but I sat down in the parking lot of my place and I just started laughing, and I, <laughs> I, I was I was genuinely happy and thrilled and excited because before I came to each three, if I had tried to clean my car, I would have spent maybe 15 minutes cleaning it. I would have given up. I would have felt tired. I would have said, oh, well, I'll do a little bit more tomorrow, and then I never would have gone back to it. <laughs> and, and that day, I had gone. I cleaned the entire car, and I finished it, and I still felt good. Like, my next immediate thought was, okay, let's go to the gym now. And that's just such a wonderful feeling to – suddenly have the energy to do these things that before I never had them. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's easy to be positive for me, at least, because I keep having moments like that, little moments during the day where I do something without thinking. I just go and do it. And then afterwards, I stop and laugh and smile to myself and say, wow, you just did that, you know, um, you just put on your socks 
without having to like crouch down on the floor. <laughs> you, you just you just ran up several flights of stairs carrying heavy boxes. You just washed the dishes and cleaned the whole kitchen and then went to the gym and the grocery store and then went on a hike. And and you still feel good. It's I cannot put a price on how happy the moments make me. And it really encourages me to keep going. Um, so th- that's, that's been something that's really kept me positive. And uh, uh, yeah, so it just keeps me going, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, well, I just I've made a little been... note here. One of the things you said a minute ago is that yeah. I, I did I got home and I had all this time and you also said I had all this energy and it just it just reminded me of what you said at the very beginning, which is one of the triggers that brought you here, which is mm-hmm. I had no energy. You know, I climbed the stairs and I you know, I, I I I couldn't do what I climbed the stairs to do. The other thing that occurred to me is that um, I, I think a lot of people tend to forget some of those little Things like you just said, um, you know, putting my shoes on easier than it was. And, and I'm so happy to hear that you haven't forgotten those because I think that's one of the other things that, um, you know, if you don't remember where you've come from, it's kind of hard to appreciate where you are. Uh, and I really hear that you are appreciating where you are and what you've worked hard to, to get. And that's really important to keep those things in mind as well. When I was... Oh, I- caught off guard for a moment when you were telling me the first, when you got home the very first morning you woke up and had breakfast and I don't know why the, uh, it must be because I'm a fitness guy the next thing I thought you were going to say is I went to the gym and when you <laughs> <laughs> and when you said you you went to wash your car it, it it clicked in my head that that you you have your mind in the right I mean it's been obvious but it really you really have your mind in the right place because this is not about being able to work out, it's about being able to enjoy your life and live your life and have that quality of life. And you cleaned your car, laughed on the ground, and still had energy, and then decided to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, it's, I, I'm sorry, I'm at a lot of, uh, a loss for words because uh, that's, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I am enjoying life now. I love my life now. And um, and I'm doing things that I never imagined myself doing. Um, I, w- when I came back from age three, I knew right away that uh, I wanted to make sure that I had some things that were consistent that I did every week um, that kept me active and um, involved in the world around me. Um, so I, I signed up for, I have a gym membership and, um, I go to the gym almost every day and I have a trainer that I visit every other day. So, um, that's something I added in, but then I, I realized, uh, that wasn't enough. (laughs) It wasn't enough compared to what I was used to. So then I went online and I found a Groupon that allowed me to um, uh, go to kickboxing classes, <laughs> unlimited kick- 
boxing classes for four weeks. So I signed up for that, and um, in my free time, I go to kickboxing classes, which is a bit silly because <laughs> I'm not a very intimidating person. But, <laughs> but heck, I go in there and I do my fiercest look. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and I've been having fun doing that. And, um, a long time ago, I used to be very passionate about salsa dancing and I kind of gave up on it. I danced it for about six years and then stopped. Um, and that is something that I've taken up again too. Uh, every Friday night I go salsa dancing at this place that, uh, they, they do group salsa classes. And I'm there for about three, four hours uh, on Friday night. Wow. Um, and having, having those things to look forward to throughout the week, things that are active, but they make me happy and I find them fun and enjoyable, uh, really motivate me um, and keep me moving at the same time. Uh, and every time I do them, in the back of my head, I just I feel happy because I'm doing, you know, what you said, David, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm, I'm actually healthy enough now to go do these things and not be tired at the end of the day. The other thing that's exciting for me is during this entire conversation, the only time weight has come up was in the very beginning when you talked about your first week or two here. Um, and while no one wants to, um, you know, we want to acknowledge the importance of, of losing weight from a health perspective and mobility perspective. But, but what I'm hearing is you're excited about your life, not about the fact you've lost X amount of pounds. That's very true. Um, weight is an interesting thing for me because at, at the beginning of my journey, um, it was very important to me, and it was something that I thought about a lot. Um, but um, as time's gone on, I've sort of come to this, this healthy balance, I feel, about weight. Um, I do feel it's important that I continue to lose weight until I get to a, a healthy weight that I want to maintain. But for my own mental health and for my own sense of well-being so that I can maintain a positive attitude, which then in turn keeps me motivated to keep exercising, uh, I try really hard not to focus on weight. If, I, if at the end of the week I see I'm losing weight, then that's enough for me. And I say, ooh, great, okay, you're doing a good job, Bella. And if I see that I'm not losing weight that week, then I say, okay, what are the adjustments that I think I need to do? Did I not do enough weightlifting? Did I not do enough cardio? Uh, did I eat too many calories this week? Uh, and, and I try to make those friendly adjustments without criticizing the actual weight itself um, because I, I feel like when I become focused on weight, it leads me down a really negative path uh, on my, my image and who, who I 
see myself as. And um, when you think negatively about yourself, it's really hard to stay positive and um, keep motivated to, to go to the gym and, and work out and that kind of thing. Uh, so I try really hard to focus on my accomplishments, um, things that I'm able to do that I wasn't able to do before, holding a plank longer, uh, being able to run the mile faster, um, anything like that. I, I like to think about those things more than the weight. Well, again, it sounds kind of like one of the things we talk about here sometimes is that ideally you want the weight to be a byproduct of your healthy behavior changes rather than trying to force weight loss through unhealthy and unachievable behavioral changes. And, and once again, it sounds like you're getting that concept down too. And, and not only getting it down, but applying it. Also, I love the phrase friendly adjustments. That's a great one. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, um, it's really important, actually. I, I would almost say it's the most important thing for me right now is being able to look at myself clearly, fairly, without judgment. Um, being Boy, able to Aaron would myself. be crying right now. She totally would. Aaron would just be... <laughs> That, that uh, that's gonna make her day. Yeah, and I have a feeling that phrase "friendly adjustments" is gonna end up in a presentation somewhere. That could be a Bobism. Yeah. <laughs> could be the next Bobism. I like that. I like a, that. A Bellaism. A Bellaism. <laughs> well, I want to kind of touch back on the the whole concept of being happy because I remember a little bit before you decided to extend at age three, your, your, your parents or your mother and stepdad both came to, to visit to see how things were going and mm -hmm. to piggyback off what Bob was saying, what was encouraging for me and Chris and all the coaches to hear is that weight was not the topic of conversation that they had with us. The, the topic of conversation that I remember having with you and your parents was was that they noticed how much happier you were and that that was made the world of a difference to them. And that, that I just remember it being such an uplifting conversation and so happy to see that you had such a valuable support at home. They have been very supportive. Um, it's been really helpful um, being able to come home to such a positive environment um, and I remember, I remember that day and I felt up until that point, three months in, um, I felt like I had changed, but I was nervous to see if people who were so close to me were going to see that change too. And, um, when they, I, I remember they parked in the parking lot and I came outside and I saw them there. And I was so excited to see them that I just, I ran over to see them. And I remember seeing this look on my mom's face. She was so shocked in a happy way, but just, she looked stunned. And she said, Bella, you look so different. And I said, really? Well, what do you mean, mom? 
And I thought she was going to say something about weight or, oh, you look so thin. But what she said to me was, Bella, you look so happy. And I smiled at her and I said, I am. <laughs> and I meant it. <laughs> and it, it's been that way ever since. <laughs> um, I am happy. <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling. Are you going to um, get us to cry over here, Bella? <laughs> getting close. Yeah. <laughs> hitting, hitting hard. No, it's true. And, you know, maybe we should cry. (laughs) (laughs) You guys really did change my life. You really did. I, I cannot begin to describe how happy I am and, um, and how excited I am about the future and, and, where my life is going and the things I do on a day-to-day basis and how social I am now. I I didn't think I was a social butterfly, (laughs) but apparently I am because I go out, I go to parties, I hang out with people, I I actually do stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so back to to my parents, I, I... I am so thankful that they've been supportive. Um, my mom uh, actually went so far as to take the letter that you guys like to send home with the family. <laughs> and she took that home and gave it to everyone in our family and said, you read this and you respect it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it really... Uh, because a lot of my family members are now terrified of my mom. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, tell her we said hi. Yes. Um, And and she doesn't need our thanks for supporting you, but I'm going to give it to her anyway. Uh, it It is a team effort. We don't do this in a vacuum. We need to have those people... Uh, who uh, care about us the most and uh, have the opportunity to influence the most to be, you know, saying and doing the right things, and it sounds like she is, so congratulate her. I didn't get a chance to meet your stepdad, but I certainly enjoyed uh, meeting your mom. Oh, thank you, Bob. I really appreciate that. Um, I will definitely relay the message back to them. Um, They are actually off on an exciting adventure themselves, celebrating their honeymoon, but... um, uh, I, I've just really been enjoying being with them. Um, every, every week, uh, we actually get together and cook and prepare our meals for the next week, um, which has been a fun way to involve my family in my health while, um, also supporting my health goals. Um, and it also definitely helps cut on prep time. <laughs> Cooking. Well, it makes the prep time uh, more fun too. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of fun. We put on music. We we you know we get all the groceries ahead of time, and we all just uh, help and, and work on it together. And it it makes something that can seem tedious. And I love cooking, by the way. But even I kind of look at prepping all my food for the week as a little bit 
overwhelming. <laughs> so having other people to help out and we do it all together and we can keep an eye on each other and make sure we're measuring things correctly and, and staying on the healthy side for meals, uh, it, it, it really helps a lot. And it's fun. <laughs> Great support, it sounds like. So, mm -hmm. so Bella, we have two more questions for you. Okay. So it's not very common to have a guest stay as long as you did. And, mm -hmm. and yet you, you, you just continue to thrive throughout the whole time. But it's also, I, I, as you went through, um, an intimidating amount of time to stay if you're not sure if you want to come or not. So what advice would you give someone potentially listening to us who is considering an extended stay at Hilton Head Health? I would say, and it's two things, but I feel like they combine together. Um, the first part is just do it. If you have the money, if you have the time, if you are tired of being the way you are right now, don't, don't second-guess yourself. Don't listen to those little excuses in the back of your head saying, oh, well, what about this? What about that? Don't listen to them. Just do it. You will not regret it. You will thrive if you just go and do it. No excuses. And <laughs> the other side of that coin is, yes, when you get there, when you think, oh, my goodness, I've got six months of this, and you feel overwhelmed, that's when you need to dial back. I think something that really helped me, kept me from feeling overwhelmed and lost and tired, because it's scary. It's scary thinking I'm going to exercise every day for six whole months. That's a lot of exercise. That's a lot of hard work, and it, it seems like this giant mountain that you're never going to reach the top. So dial back your perspective and just think about that one day. When you get up in the morning and you're tired and you think, oh, God, I've got to go to the gym, stop yourself and think, get to the shower. Okay, I got to the shower. I'm clean. What next? Brush your teeth. Okay, brush your teeth. What next? Ooh, okay, time to walk to H3. I'm going to walk to H3. Boom, you did it. Take each little step, bit by bit by bit, and don't think further than that next step. And all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, the day's done. You did a whole day, and you didn't think you could do it. And just do that over and over. And before you know it, a month will have gone by, Two months will have gone by. You'll, you'll be doing things you never imagined you could do. And all of a sudden, that mountain will look a lot smaller than it did before. And that's my advice. Great Don't advice. let the mountain overwhelm you. That's look at your feet and do it step by step by step. Sound like a coach, Bella. <laughs> you pick it up after although a while. I think you, I think you said it more beautifully than I would have <laughs> it's the writer in me it yeah. comes out 
So we are coming close to the end of our time, but we do have one final question for you. It's a question that we ask all of our guests. Um, okay. And I'm excited to hear what it, what your answer to this question is. And that question is, Bella, what does health mean to you? Um, there's a long-winded answer to that and a short one. Um, I'm going to try and be succinct but clear. <laughs> to me, health is taking back the joy in my life that was always there to begin with and learning to be an active participant in my life. That's what it is. Wow. That is it. <laughs> an active, joyful participant that has always been within you. And to exactly. do that. Exactly. It was always there. Health is discovering it again and loving it. Well, that's great. It, sound, it sounds like you are uh, absolutely moving in the right direction. you got the right attitude. You're having fun. You're happy about it. And, uh, you know, that, now really, this is also about the future, and it speaks really well uh, towards the future. It really does. Thanks so much, you guys. Bella, we, we can't thank you enough for having you today. You you brought us to tears. You made us laugh. We'll have to have you back one day on this and, and talk to you again. Absolutely. I would love that. Anytime you guys want me to come, I will come. All right. It's the most uplifting hour I've had in a long time. Yeah, same. We're going to hold you to that, Bella. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be having another one of these uh, in, the, in the near future. Fantastic. Great talking to Thanks, you. Guys. All right, Bella. We'll t we'll keep in touch. Okay, sounds good. Have a beautiful day. You Bye, too. You guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>